So it's All-Star Weekend. This is the time of the year where fantasy basketball managers kind of get a break. We get an opportunity to reset. We get a few days to kind of plan for the playoffs. Our trade deadlines are going down. So this is a really interesting time for our community. So I've been like watching All-Star. I've been like researching playoff structures. I'm just really excited about helping you bring home that championship down the stretch of the fantasy basketball season. So this week, we're going to really lock in on some waiver wire, um, potential waiver wire ads that you want to take a look at for week 17 slash week 18, and really just help you lay down the groundworks and the foundation for a successful push into the playoffs. Welcome to the Believe in Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The weekly show dedicated to helping fantasy managers like you crush your league and bring home multiple championships. Now, your host, Robin Marks. We believe every NBA fan that plays fantasy football should also play fantasy basketball. So I watched the dunk contest, and to be quite honest, I was not that impressed. Last year, I was blown away by Matt McClung. I thought he did his numbers, yo. Like, he was doing stuff that we had never seen before. And most importantly, he was making his dunks on his first attempt. Huh? Like, if you saw the dunk contest, you know that your man wasn't making his dunks on the first attempt. At least that one joint, he did one where he tapped the ball to himself and kind of reversed it, which was an amazing dunk, but he missed it on the first go-round. And I believe the judges penalized him. Jalen Brown's performance, it was like he was paying a homage to, to former champions and stuff, which was cool in terms of being a showman. He put on a, a glove like Michael Jackson, which was cool. But the one that really got me, he tried to do like his version of D Brown's iconic you know, blindfolded, uh, you know, eyes, Dracula kind of dunk where he puts his arm over his eyes. He tried to kind of do his version of that. And it was, it was bad. It was like hot dog water, yo. Your man jumped over somebody. I believe he jumped over like Kai Sinat and, and had Jason Tatum throw him the alley. But the crazy thing is he didn't put his hand over his eye till he landed. Like, it was crazy. And then the judges gave him a good score, which was like, it was just a hot mess. I don't know what they need to do, but every year I'm like on the hilltops about how bad the dunk contest has, you know, has has grown to be over the years. Last year I fo- I felt like there was it was going in a good direction but even Matt McClung he can't save the dunk contest. The only thing that would help the dunk contest is if legit all-stars like J- Jalen Brown which I give him a lot of props for um getting into putting his hat into the ring and, and competing but like come on man we need like John Moran, we need like Anthony Edwards. Like back in the day we had Michael Jordan and Dominique Wilkins. What? Like, what are we doing, man? Like, we got Obi Toppin one year. Like, we we gotta do better, man. We gotta do better NBA. Okay, so I'm um oh, let's also talk about the Steph Curry um, you know, shootout 
with Sabrina. That was good. I, I really think that was good for the WNBA, but also I think for women's sports in general. I like the fact that they brought two of the most elite shooters from both genders, you know what I'm saying, to one space to compete. And I thought that that was really dope as well. Skills challenge was cool. Three-point uh, shootout was dope too. Dame Lillard, I, I predicted that Dame would defend. And that was, he was super clutch and he did the um, Dame time at the end. So I want to talk about Bet Online. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contest, and all the best player props. Experience the world's biggest wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to BetOnline today to become part of the team and remember to use the promo code believe for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online the game starts here in terms of fantasy this week because we went over the schedule last week for week 17 as you probably know if you're on ESPN or on Yahoo they combine week 17 and week 18 so you don't have a defined like week 18, you know, um, strategy because it's combined with week 17 and week 18. So if you look at our last uh, weekly video, we went over what to do for for in terms of schedules and all of that stuff. This week, we're really going to lock in on some waiver wire, uh, potential waiver wire ads that you want to keep an uh, eye out for. And we'll dig into that. Also for sleeper, if you're playing on sleeper, lock in mode or game pick mode, you guys do have separate weeks. There's a week 17 and there's a week 18. So you want to be really careful with that if you are playing on sleeper. So let's jump into the first person I want you guys to keep an eye out for. And honestly, I would have never predicted that this young man would be putting up the kind of numbers that he's been putting up. He has been cooking with hot bacon grease, like pouring it He's cooking bacon in bacon grease. Like he is so, so um, on fire right now. And due to his recent change in scenery, I believe that has uh, caused him to, to be able to perform on this level. I'm talking about from the Charlotte Hornets, Grant Williams. Grant Williams over the last seven days is averaging 29 minutes per game, 18 points per game. Seven rebounds per game, 2.5 assists, eh, and check this out, y'all. One steal per game. He's also chipping in about a half a block a game. So this is for real, y'all. The Charlotte Hornets really have nothing to play for, you know what I'm saying? So I believe they're going to try to test out some of their young talent and a person like Grant Williams, who's a young guy still, but also new to the city, new to the organization, they're going to want to kind of give him a real test run to see what kind of contributions he can make to the team. So I think down the stretch, Grant Williams is somebody you want to hold and monitor. Give him time. Don't just add him and drop him unless you're using him in one of your streaming positions. But if you have the ability to hold on to him, I would hold on to him for a few weeks once we get back from All-Star break just to kind of see what the intentions are for him in Charlotte. 
The next player I want to take a look at is someone that I've spoken about on this channel. Somebody that I was very high on early on. And then due to just some natural lineup and rotation changes on his squad, he kind of fell out of favor here on the channel where we didn't talk about him as much. But he's having a resurgence. And he is another player, very similar to Grant Williams, that you want to grab him now. Hold, because people come back from all-star breaks. Sometimes they're a little rusty. They've been, you know, eating bad, whatever it is. You want to be really mindful of that with this player. From the Utah Jazz, I'm talking about my man, Keontae George. I love Keontae George. And I was on a hilltop for people to grab him, especially in dynasty formats earlier on in the season. He kind of tapered off a little bit, and now he is cooking again over the last seven days. Check this out. Your man is averaging 34.3 minutes per game. Just to give you some context, on the season, he's averaging 25 minutes a game. So in the last his last seven days played, 34.3 minutes per game. In the last seven days, 17 points a game, 2.7 rebounds, and check this out, 5.7 assists. Whew, and it gets better. In the last seven days, Keontae George is averaging 1.7 steals per game. Come on, man. You got to. Like, bust a move. Bust a move. Grab him because I think that he can be super valuable in your run to two, the fantasy basketball playoffs. Next, next person, I wasn't sure I was going to put him on, but I just decided to put him on because he has had some ups and downs, but still been performing pretty well. I'm talking about from the Washington Wizards, Corey Kispert. Over the last seven days, he is averaging 12.5 points per game, four rebounds, 3.5 assists, and about a half a steal. It's worth noting that his teammate, Denny Abdia, has been absolutely cooking. So if, in fact, Denny's available, I'll be looking at him as well. He, if you're in a really competitive league, chances are that he's not available right now, Denny. But Corey Kispert is widely available. He's only at, he's only rostered in 2.8% of ES, ESPN leagues. And you could probably grab him in Yahoo as well. So uh, the Wizards have had a lot of changes um, since the trade deadline. Dan Gafford is out. Um, you know, we, we're getting tons of opportunity for Marvin Bagley. Corey Kispert, as well as Denny Abdia, are both also going to reap the benefits of all of this new opportunity. So I would try to pick him up. I would be more willing to drop him if he had a couple of bad games. Again, he's been a bit inconsistent. However, I would definitely give him a chance if you had a slot available. So the next player I want to take a look at is someone we did talk about last week. And if you know anything about this channel, you know we don't typically talk about the same players back-to-back -back weeks, right? I try to just change it up, and then we do a little bonus section at the end where some of those players who are still relevant get their shine on the show. But we don't do in-depth breakdowns of guys back-to-back -back weeks. We are, we are making an exception this week. We are making an exception this week for this young man. And when I tell you this is the kind of guy, he could be a key piece in your championship run. So 
I would prioritize him, like grab him if he's available. From the Charlotte Hornets, Trey Mann, back-to-back weeks, back-to-back. Trey Mann going back-to-back. Trey Mann, over the last seven days, is averaging 32 minutes a game, y'all. Starting for the Charlotte Hornets, 16 points a game, 8.5 rebounds a game. What? Check this out. 6.5 assists a game. Huh? And one steal a game. Your man is averaging 16, 8, and 6 over the last last seven days. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is it. This is, and and honestly, I, I said it last week and I'll say it again. I do not believe the Charlotte Hornets have a reason to fire up LaMelo Ball. I don't know if Melo's coming back. And if he does come back, I don't know if they're going to be, like, pressing. I think they might just want to keep him in shape if they pl- if they play him. But I think Trey, man, it's like it's his world for the taking. Like, it is time. Top off, boobies is out, hair blowing in the freaking wind. Convertible status. Front row at the Wu-Tang concert. Bring the pain. I'm just saying. Trey Man is like, I would I would go grab him right now if he's available. I'm sorry. Like, that's where I am with that. So we had to bring him back. The next player I want to talk about is someone who was also um, impacted by the trade deadline. He moved to a new city, a new team. And honestly, he's another player that you need to give time. I believe he will be relevant down the stretch, down the stretch, but he may have some moments of, you know, regression here and there. But definitely someone you want to keep your eyes on from the Toronto Raptors, Kelly Olenek. Kelly Olenek is a fantasy gem when he gets the minutes. So the, the it's never been an issue if Kelly can be valuable in fantasy. The issue has been, will he get minutes? And it seems like he's going to get some minutes in Toronto. Um, I know we do have Yaka Pirtle there, so he won't be starting. They, I'm not sure if they're going to play them together, but I definitely believe that Kelly Olenek down the stretch will bring you some value. And again, he's someone that I would try to be patient with, but I would definitely be looking at guys like Grant Williams and um, Trey Mann over him right now. However, someone you want to definitely keep an eye on is Kelly Olenek. So if you follow the show, you know I try to make sure we provide as much value as possible, right? So at the end of every waiver Wire segment, I always have a list of guys who are relevant. Just to give you context, I scour and search the internet for this information. I inject my own personal opinion and my own takes, but I'm I'm researching stuff on CBS, ESPN, RotoWire, Sports Ethos. Big shout out to my NBC Sports family. I'm even researching my own team. Big shout out Raphael Johnson, Zach Hanshue, and my brother, Noah Rubin. Like, I am the big shout out Josh Lloyd. You know what I'm saying? Like all of these guys, I'm researching their takes. I'm looking at what's happening when I'm watching games and just based on my own research. So this is like valid 
valid stuff. This is not just me. This is like the community. Look at it like I am taking everything, all of the work that you would need to do, all of the research that you would have to do, all of the time that you would have to put in. I'm doing it for you, man. So you could win your freaking fantasy championship, right? So before I drop all of these names on you, I want to quickly talk about Did It. Did It is your ultimate fantasy basketball cheat code. Imagine having a personal sports expert in your pocket, ready to dive deep into your league, analyze your waiver wire, and provide winning strategies, all through a one-on-one video call. Did It is more than just advice. It's a game-changing experience offering you the unique ability to share your screen with me and literally go under the hood of your fantasy team. And here's the best part. Your first call is absolutely free, up to $25. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to elevate your game. Download the Did It app today and dominate your league. So I'm going to fire off these names, and I typically do a yes, no, maybe. Yes meaning like I'm all in on that player. Maybe being like, "Mm, not sure, maybe they're streamable. And no is like somebody I'm really not paying attention to. But again, I'm doing my due diligence to share the names that I see people for this week 17, week 18 combo. People are talking about them, right? So I'm just giving you my input on those. So let's get it going. First up, Brandon Pajimski. Yes. Ayo Desumnu. Yes. Spencer Dinwiddie. If he's available, yes. New environment. Like, he seems like he's throwing, you know, other teams under the bus. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm testing him out if he's available. Zaire Williams. Zaire Williams. Heck to the no. I am out on Zaire. Gigi Jackson. Yes. Denny Avdia, if he's available. Yes. Herb Jones. Maybe. Asar Thompson. Yes. DeAndre Hunter. It's wild, but I'm going to say yes. Jordan Goodwin. Maybe. From Memphis. Maybe. Trey Murphy. I'm out on him. He's burned me so many times this year. Heck to the no. I am out on Trey Murphy. Uh, Simone Fontecchio, maybe. Evan Fournier, heck no. Royce O'Neal, nope. Uh, Eric Gordon with Beal out, maybe. Josh Hart, maybe. Precious Achua, yes. Paul Reed, yes. Horford, maybe. Nick Richard, yes. Amin Thompson is absolutely cooking. I'm yes on Amin. Dylan Brooks with Fred Van Vliet still out. Some value, maybe. Duncan Robinson, maybe. Isaiah Jackson, maybe. Reggie Jackson, heck to the no. And that is with um, Jamal Murray and KCP out. He has some opportunity. And then if he's available, go grab Buddy Heald. Go grab Buddy Heald. Now that you are prepared to dominate this week in fantasy basketball, check out our episode about toxic league mates in fantasy basketball. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Believe in Fantasy Basketball Podcast with Robin Marks. 
Join our free Discord community at BelieveInFantasy.com. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at BelieveInFantasy. This episode was presented to you by Bet Online. The game starts here.